Yo, 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 what it do? It's RB22. Hey, this is Sunshine out of Dallas. What's up, guys? This is Harry out of San Antonio. Cheers. We're still playing. Anybody else playing? <laughs> Not <laughs> me. MLS <laughs> uh, is a wrap, man. That, that's the season. That's it, man. But Harry coming in, coming in like that, I like it. That's what we live for, man. Harry's San Antonio diehard. Well, not diehard, but. Now, at this point, hard. at this point, right in your life, because you, you're from Colorado originally, but <laughs> I mean, hey, that's how it is when you come to Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas. Um, when it comes to soccer, yes, uh, you know, support local, no matter where it is. But uh, uh, still a Broncos fan. Um, Russell Wilson hasn't worked out how we planned, but uh, that, that's a different podcast. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sunshine, my man, how you doing, bro? Hey, pretty good, man. Trying to see these off-season moves and uh, enjoying the off-season. That's where we're at now, right? Off-season. Yep, already. Yep. <laughs> off-season, like, like nothing, but ours well, happened. coming up, so we're, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, dude. That starts what, – what's the exact date on the World Cup? First match, I believe, is uh, November 20th. November 20th, so – Mark calendars, but yeah, Austin FC man checked out the MLS uh, Cup run last weekend. We didn't recap after that. We tried to, but just plans going on here and there, you know, kids' games and all that. But Austin FC versus LAFC, pretty much Wolf ball. Wolf threw a curveball, throwing in Rigoni to start that one. We were did texting. We, did we not we call te- that though on, yeah. our, on our preview? Did we not yeah. say, "Hey, Wolf, Wolf it"? He woofed it, man. He woofed it pretty bad, too. I don't know why you start Rigoni after he's shown time and time again that he's not ready for the system. He's not. He needs a full preseason. That way maybe he can finally show a little improvement, get a little chemistry going. But coming in with the season going on the way it's going, you know, it's we're, we're not performing well, not getting wins, not doing what we need to do, and then we throw Rigoni in the mix and he never catches stride with us, that's not what you do in the conference final against LAFC that was starting to catch form. They had that first game kind of almost juggled the ball, but still held on and made it to the conference final. And, you know, we're ready to redeem themselves for the first for first game that they had, which they did really well. They executed their game plan. But with Rigoni starting – that's not what you do. You know, he started Jite instead of Maxi. Again, uh, I, I get it. But you start Ethan Finlay with Musa Jite. You don't start Rigoni with Musa Jite. You don't start two guys that aren't fully Informed. comfortable. Yeah. You know, fully comfortable with what you're throwing out there with the Driussi, Pereira, Fagundes. You know, that. I don't like to say it like that, but the South American connection, you know, the the vibe, how it's all, I don't know, it just it's it's not there with uh, with Rigoni and Chita yet. 
Frigones, so, uh, he looked slow, and from, like, the very beginning, he was just giving balls away. It, he, he looked like a liability, and I texted this to you. I was like, hey, Rigone, they, they need to get him out. They need to – because he was just losing balls like crazy, and he wasn't – he looked lost. He, he looked slow. Um, LA, LAFC just looked like a whole team. You know what I'm saying? Like, Austin couldn't really do anything, but those two players, they just didn't help him out. That's for sure. Yeah, I know, man. So it, it was tough to see. I was hoping that maybe this was the game where he only could break out. Everyone would be like, "Man, this guy's a hero." But hey, it was, it was good, man. Like Gareth Bell, how he freaking finally <laughs> made his made his money worth, right? Whatever made the move worth. But yeah, we we end up losing that game three uh, zero with LAFC. There's there's one one play in that game that could have changed the, the game a little bit. You know, you never know, right? It's soccer. But mm-hmm. 2-0, Diego Fagundes has stepped on inside the box. It goes to VAR, and referee doesn't call it. I want you guys' opinion on that one. And if you didn't watch it, it's, it's pretty crucial. But, I mean, I, to me, he steps on Diego inside the box. Diego to uh, – if you know soccer, he's not really going away from goal, but I guess technically speaking, right, he is. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a foul, and I think it's a PK, and I think it's very clear. Your opinion, Sunshine, and then Terry. That, that one was hard because I think it was a soft penalty. The contact was there, and I'm going to say – of the time or even 90% of the time that's going to get called the PK and for some reason this referee didn't didn't call it um, I mean I, I think it was a 50-50 I think it, it really just went down into the interpretation of what the referee thought and I think the only reason why they didn't go Fagun this way was because it looked like he felt the contact he could have still kept down. playing and then he went down like it wasn't like a I mean, it, it it was really hard. Um, I mean, I, I'm saying it, it it's not going to be a penalty in my in my book. I think it was the right call. I think it was the right call for me. All right, Harry. Uh, letter of law. It's probably you're right. It's probably called. However, I do. It, it's one of those. Does he get the benefit uh, benefit of the doubt? Um, I don't hear. I'm watching the play as we speak here. So yeah, I, I mean, it's... I do I do somewhat agree on on the selling of Diego's fall, right? But sometimes, man, you know, if if that's the the situation you're in, you do get stepped on. You, you know, you you go down. You go down, and, and I don't think that his pain was – or his face – I don't think that Diego sells stuff like that. I think it was genuine, and sometimes, you know, that, that step, you know, you don't feel it till you step again or, you know. Yeah. But I think I think also the – and you pointed this out. I think if he's going towards goal, they call it 100%. Mm-hmm. But because he was coming back out of the box, I think that's – I think that's why it wasn't called. Um, right. Technically, you know, but as Sunshine mentioned, it would be a soft, soft penalty. Um, 
to, to be given. But let you know if, if you're Austin, if you're an Austin FC fan, yeah, you're pissed off because you know technically it, it should should have been a PK. But for the neutral and the average fan for VAR, you you can kind of see why they did why they didn't do it. So. But that's not why they lost. So let, you know, right? No, let, not at all. Let's be honest. Could have, have changed things, and, and maybe you know, maybe had a different ending, possibly. But to, to me, to, that's not me, why we lost. I'm not at all saying that. And, and, and I know you're not, but and I agree because Austin, Austin was playing atrocious. Like, like, oh man, we we could Driussi and Fagundes were being contained by LFC players. They, they couldn't. I mean, they they couldn't create well, anything. Well, I don't know that they were playing atrocious, but LF, LAFC was just a a more powerful team. It's like going back to when FC Dallas played Austin. We bro, they were playing. Bad. They were playing atrociously, bro. Like well, it was. It was bad. It was. It was one probably one of our worst performances of the season. But and we do it in the conference final. Y'all had a good first ten minutes. Like y'all started off like the F. Yeah, Dallas yeah, game. we started off good, and then, and then we fell and the then, fuck off. Well, that's what I'm saying. LAFC adjusted how, to how you guys were playing really quickly. 10, 15 minutes. They said we're gonna shut you guys down here. I think five. From, I think five minutes. Five. five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then after that, it was like we we didn't see anything from Darusi. Like no shots. Uh, didn't really see Fagundes up until that penalty. Uh, play there, but yeah, LF, LAFC just looks stronger. And um, man, I'm telling you, Dennis Bugania, what's his name? The the Portuguese. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. He he's a freaking beast, man. Yeah, like, he is. Yeah, he is. <laughs> the, those well, counters. He, yeah, he yeah. So it's three zero. You know, tough tough for Austin, but hey, that that's the way we end our season. Checked out. Wait, and before before you head on, man. What's that? Uruti, the own goal. Uruti. Oh, the Uruti own goal. <laughs> you gonna touch on that or what? Like, we can. I mean, I I just, I mean, it was so long ago. <laughs> I mean, I, but Uruti, starts, bro, I, his he, his first touch, his first touch coming on as a sub is is an own goal. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think that right there just sealed the game for it. Like. They were still 1-0, and Uruti comes in, and as soon as he steps the field, it's 2-0. And at that point, I'm like, all right, this game is it's over. Like, nothing is going Austin's way right now. And and believe it or not, I was I was rooting for Austin. I was like – Oh, come on. I was rooting for Austin. Like, <laughs> we hey, knew that. That was – uh, You were going for Austin when you played us. <laughs> nah, watch out. Nah, but, you know, at, after that goal – Maxi Uruti, I was like, just end it here. Like, pack your bags, let's go home. <laughs> well, he's packed his bags, today. evidently, because reports are he's not going back to Austin. So, uh, the, uh, it's possible. It's possible. You think so, that had anything to influence decisions there, or that was already a decision made before this game even? Well, I mean, think about it. Who are they putting in the starter in the playoffs? Yeah, I, mean, well, I, plus, I could probably tell you about it. Yeah, let's be honest, he's thirty-one. It, to me, you know, he he's on a year-by-year deal. Um, you know, at, at this stage, and 
would it shock me if if he's in camp for MLS, um, but and may or may not make a team, um, and then may end up in a USL Championship team next year or you know overseas? No, but I think for Austin FC, especially where they have Champions League coming up, Concacaf Champions League coming up, they're going to be wanting younger, just as talented, you know, the players that than than Max, you know, Maxi. But that's my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we we. Do have a bit of news on that. We did release all that, but we'll get into that. I want to get into the MLS Cup. Um, I have nothing else on the LAFC and Austin game. We just, to me, we didn't come out ready to play. We got to a position that, you know, we only dreamed of. It was, you know, there in the, the tip of our fingers, and we just we came out the last game and didn't do it. We didn't do what we had done all season. Uh, you could say a bit of the spark, a bit of the magic had ran out. And we could see, you know, glimpses of that towards the end of the season, you know, going into the first game. Second game, we did well against Dallas. But, you know, to, to win these championships, win the MLS Cup, you got to be one of those teams that is consistent, consistent, and consistent. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You got to do it. Well, the biggest – the the biggest thing too is you got to have depth. That too. If, if, if you don't have depth in your in your uh, bench, who's going to come in there? Like once Fagundes leaves, or once Derusa leaves, or one of your starting lineup players leaves, who who's going to take that spot? And you feel confident that they're going to go in there and and get a goal and and get things done? I, I don't see it. And if you look at the LAFC team. Anybody that you put in there that you sub out, you can take Carlos Vela out and you can put Bell in or you can take uh, Carlos Vela in, put uh, Opoku in. Like They just have so much depth. So I think at the end of the day, it just came down to that uh, consistency and, and that depth. 100%. I agree. So moving on, uh, L.A. They I have one it. question here for you. Go ahead. And this might be this might be something that we'll address in the, in the off season, but right afterwards, it's been what two weeks. Obviously, week. the season's uh, this the season's been a uh, the season's been a great success for Austin. I don't think anybody can dispute that. Has the expectations for Austin been raised from what that you know going into next year? Uh, I don't think like Ray. I don't expect like us to win the West or, you know, I'm not like, Hey, next year, if we don't win the West and you know, then it's a L now nah, I think uh, expectations are there to make playoffs and then make a run for sure. And, you know, and try and get to the, to the final. Uh, but if I want to see us perform well in each competition next year. So with LA making it and Philly making it, we did, you know, get a berth into the CONCACAF Champions League. So for what I would want to do is have good seasons in each one of those leagues. That way it's just consistent overall and we're not putting it all into the CONCACAF. I don't want to be like Seattle where our season ends before the postseason even begins because we put it all into Leagues Cup or we put it all into U.S. Open Cup. So expectations to me – for next season, you know, and I'll just brush on it, you know, real quick, is just consistency and and getting some depth and and uh, using 
seeing our players like really get get into the system even more than what we have this season. So us really getting into that, uh, I guess. What, what what do they call it? The the culture on the field. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, really nailing that down. That's my expectations for next season. Is for us to have that true identity. That's what I'm looking for. That identity. Yeah, that's what you call the the winning culture. It took. You guys want to jump into LAFC now? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it took how many years for LAFC to win that trophy? Four or five, five. seasons. Took them five. That I mean, there you go. And there there were a brand new team, so it takes a lot of time for you to build that culture. And I think Carlos Vela going into that team built that. He he's never won a trophy in right. his clubs. This is his first trophy. So which is crazy to think, you know, he's loved by everyone and he's you know, really yeah, never won great, it. Yeah, he's a great player. So talking about that culture, yeah, you gotta set that and and now for for FC Dallas, I think we've set that culture too of hey, young guys, this is what we're looking for. Let's build on this next year. Same thing for Austin. You got Diego Fagundes if he stays and Derusi if he stays and those guys that are the you know, the lockdown team, they have that culture of what it takes to win. And whoever comes into that program, uh, you could build off of that. Yeah, and LAFC versus Philly MLS Cup, they kind of proved that LA, how they they just, they got that winning uh, DNA in, inside of their, their club, which is always good to see. That's how their stadium is to get filled. Just like, Harry touched on last episode when Houston used to be that way. If you're winning team, even if you you show that you want to win, winning mentality, things that like that, it's addicting. It's what people want to do. I don't know about you guys, but this is probably one of like the best MLS finals that I've seen in a while. It is. It's one of the best games I had ever. I've I've seen ever from from like a MLS game. You know, like it was. Uh, it was a shootout, and I think both teams brought it. And both, shoot. both first in the West and in the East. Mm-hmm. You got the top defense, which is Philly. You got LAFC supporter shield winners. You got Philly last year; they almost made it. No one has, neither club has ever won it. So it was just so much at stake. One zero, one one, two one, two two. Two three and then three three, <laughs> like, what, what, like what kind of game is like? And they were all quality goals. Like first goal, I mean that one was okay. It was off of a goal kick, kind of a or a free kick, kind of an error. They, they were all, all almost all off set pieces. Yeah, all of them set pieces. Those corner kicks, LAFC again, proving that they're they're uh, corners. You got to watch out. I mean, you guys got scored on corners too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Same thing, that same recipe here versus Philadelphia. Going in there for headers, for sure. Yeah, so MLS Cup was crazy. Uh, your takeaways from from that game, Sunshine? Uh, like I said, I mean, it's been one of the greatest finals that I've seen with MLS. I think Gareth Bell, what, what a way to end his season. Like, not having any consistent playing time. And, and or begin. Up. And what do it that? again. 
<laughs> right. And yeah, and doing exactly like he's known for those headers, these, those headers, and putting in. I mean, how many times did he do that for Real Madrid in the Champions League? Dude, or, bro, it, it it's crazy. So like he, and that's what we thought. That's what we thought he was gonna bring when he first got here, like yeah. that that and quality. He, and he showed that the first couple of games when he did that Real Salt Lake goal where he basically dribbled it from half field and just took him. But it it's no matter where you play, it takes some adapting to come into this league and and you know just even the way that they play takes some time. So that's understandable. But the fact that he got the game winner like that. He, I, I think that's what they brought him there for, you know, just those crucial moments. And for me, it paid off just with that one play, Gareth Bell. Right. He, yeah. Worth a, it. Worth he, it. He, worth it. He's an LAFC hero forever now. Legend. Legend. He's a legend. <laughs> he's, he's a legend with that one play. With it, that one play. Yeah. He, he could, he could never play, man. So I, I've heard that he may retire after world cup because of injury and all his health and everything. I think I've heard I, it's, it's something that I've, I've heard. So. Well, I think I he's know. one. It's possible. Up. I mean, I'm not, I'm not looking from outside in for me, looking at the stuff that he's accomplished throughout the time he's played with Real Madrid. He's played with Tottenham. He's played with some of the bigger teams out there for a long time already. What else does he have to win other than the World Cup? I mean, so, yeah. He's not going to win the World Cup, though. <laughs> yeah, and he's not going to win the World Cup with with Wells. So, yeah, I mean, if if, if it's time to hang up the boots, I, I don't think we're going to be missing out on, on Gareth Bell anymore. I, I think he's brought everything he's had to show. Um, so, they yeah, paid, but, what, $100 million for him? Whenever he went to Real Madrid, Real Madrid. yeah, Tottenham. yeah, I, I think his time for what he was going to do at at his prime, it it's pretty much done. But you know, for LAFC, what what a great buy, and uh, and with everybody else, I know it's a team effort. But if it wasn't for that individual header off of that, we would have been, you know saying philadelphia congratulations yeah and he he actually took away i can't remember the exact stat but uh the latest goal in uh i think the postseason was by jack elliott and the year before he, right uh, well, i think so well no jack elliott had one at 120 plus four and then at 120 plus eight is when garth got his okay so yeah, so he and he actually he's the one he dunked on. Yeah, <laughs> it was a hell of a shot. Uh, just to, to me, my takeaway for it, and I know we haven't got to the PKs, but before that, uh, LAFC uh, goalkeeper was Maxine uh, Krabu. I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. Uh, going down with a what a horrific injury. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't replay it, but if you watched it, you could see his ankle went a different direction. Was it his um, ankle or his shin? Uh, it was in that area. Um, yeah. But you could tell the ref hated giving him the red card. It was a fair. It was a fa- fair call, but his dog so. But yeah, it was it. You know, you, you got to feel last bad. man. 
Yeah, it was the last mm-hmm. man. It was a chance for, for them to score. A high tackle. Yep. Kind of stupid in my opinion, but he's going to miss the World Cup because of that now. He's Canada's first goalkeeper. Yeah. So, so Damn, but you have to sucks. feel bad. But, you know, for LAFC to power through a man down and still to be able to not only – get it to PKs, but going a goal down and still being able to, to get the equalizer to me, goes back to what you were talking about sunshine, just the depth and the quality of that team. Yeah. Knowing yeah, that could... they, they subbed out Carlos Vela. They took out Arango, which is, he's been a beast all season scoring. And then you put in two or three other players and now you have to sit on the sidelines and hopefully somebody can make a difference. What you, what do you think about the PKs, especially from the Union? Oh, they were terrible. Uh, terrible, but, I mean, think about it. You got John McCarthy in there. Philadelphia's you know, own, by the way. Philadelphia's own, exactly. So, I mean, it, it was just well, – He knows those players. It was a curse. It was a curse, <laughs> man. It, it's the it's the curse. It, that's always the way sports is to me. If you got the kid from Philly – and you got PKs against Philly after you just did that amazing dunk by Gareth Bell. You know, it's just it's what's it's supposed to happen. It doesn't always happen, but it, when it does happen, you feel cursed. You're just like, damn, like he would be the one to keep us from winning our first MLS Cup, which I think he did his homework well. You know, he's a professional. And maybe he does have a little bit of experience with these guys. Who I mean, I don't know how deep it runs, but he does come from Philly, so well, maybe he I, he did want he did want to give it to them for sure. Well, I do Just think all penalty man. all penalty kicks that they took were soft. Like none of them, I felt like Philadelphia were they were going in there like felt confident, like they were all nervous and. And, you know, even with um, LAFC took the first penalty kick, right? And they missed it. Yeah. Um, it was blocked. No. It was blocked. It was blocked. And and so after that, you're like, man, Philadelphia needs to capitalize this. Oh, and, yeah, and they did it. First. Yeah. And and Philadelphia, like, the, the next kick taker just gives it to the goalie. Like, well, no, he skied it. He skied it. Or, or he it slipped. Was a field goal. He slipped. Yeah, yeah, he, he skied slipped. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gazdok. Yeah. So yeah, that was unlucky there. But then I think the second one sent for same thing. Like, just did not have the, um, you know, when you go in there so confident you're going to score and you know you're not going to miss. It, I never felt like any of those penalty kickers for Philadelphia really um, had any confidence. had that comp. Yeah, had any confidence because they were all slow and not even well placed. No. Nope. So, LAFC man. City of Angels, your 2022 MLS champions, man. Yeah. Did you guys see the the interview with Carlos Vela after the game and what he mm. thought about the game? I no. didn't know. You guys have a chance to go listen to that. It's a it's a good uh, good interview. Basically, they asked him, "Hey, how did you feel after being subbed? Because he got subbed out. Gareth Bell went in for him." And they asked him, hey, how did you feel about being on the sidelines? And, and how did that feel like when you're out there looking at your team and you're down? 
three to two, what was running through your heads. And the way he described it was the way that I felt watching that game. He's like, <laughs> he said this, he said from minute 85 or, or, you know, whenever they were down three, three to two, it felt like a Halloween horror film. And then by the time that it finished, it felt like I was watching like a, a Hollywood premiere type of movie. He's like, man, it, it just felt like I was in a movie. Like, it just felt like it's not supposed to happen. It's unexpected. Like in any other game, you would have lost this three to two and you would have wished that you had that opportunity to go into penalties. And, and I agree, like the way this played out, any other game, you're like three, two, this is over. You got five minutes left. Like it's done. Well, the uh, fact- people were putting out congratulation tweets to, to the union. Yeah, uh, a very uh, significant ESPN um, put out congratulations before the match was over, which uh, of course they got deleted. <laughs> they got del- yeah, they, those got deleted. So, you know, the fact that they came back, went into penalties, won that the goalie broke his leg, like it was off of a Hollywood movie. This this final. So. <laughs> yeah, er- yeah, it had everything, everything okay, in so- it, dude. We've talked about the positives of the match, but we can't not talk about the negative as well. What's up with LAFC and th- throwing water bottles onto the pitch? Yeah, that's that's man. Even uh, I saw I was watching a video of uh, whenever we went down there and they were asking the fans, they were like, uh, "Can you name three players from Austin FC?" And he was, they were just like, nah, nah, we, nah, like pr- pretty much like screw them. And you could even tell like they didn't even want to add, like they were like. Well, they're an arrogant fan base. And yeah. So they're from so LA. They're, well, I think that's California, part of it, man. But... I think that's part of it. So, so that's part of it. I mean, that's, that's just it. Though, that's so. it. That's it. I mean, well, who, who else did I... it? Houston did it to Dallas. Yeah. I was gonna say, and they got the called out time. for it too, though. Yeah, yeah. they did. But nobody. Yeah, I haven't seen. I ha, I haven't seen the, like. I think there was more fallout from Houston and Dallas than there was for LAFC Union in the MLS Championship game. And I understand right. the game is 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 going to be a historical game. Don't get me wrong. But you can't also say, "Hey, it was a great game," and completely ignore the fans interaction and impact on the game because if somebody we, we've seen this overseas if it happens in the world cup if somebody if they would have connected with a player with a water bottle to the head you can't you can't be doing that i don't care if it's mls usl championship league one you know club soccer you, you got to respect the players more than that <laughs> yeah yeah i imagine I'll- some some pickup soccer <laughs> getting the water bottle to the side of the head I'm not making like, any. You just excuses. can't do it. Can't. I'm not making. I'm not making any excuses. But did it feel like the the LFC fans were a little bit closer to the pitch than they usually are at other stadiums? Mm. Or is that as close as it is at Austin as well? We're pretty Austin, close. Austin's I mean, right on there. Yeah, yeah. we're pretty close. Because I was looking at it, I'm like, these fans are like right on top of him on the. I mean, you don't have to throw a water bottle that far to hit him, like. In, in Dallas isn't that far off either, though. It, it's not, but there, there's a little bit of cushion space there to where you could. Maybe it's just the way it looked on TV. Well, yeah, I, maybe. I think here, I think here's the big issue, and you know, not not to call out Dallas on this here, but 
like Austin, San Antonio, um, even even Houston to to a certain extent. But I think Dallas having that open in takes away from you know from that that closeness uh, of of the fans on top of the people because it surrounds them. I know that's kind of yeah. the same way in in uh, HEB, you know. Although they have the funny setting, but I think if you don't have it where the field is surrounded, where where the fans are, you know, there's no escaping the fans. I think that I think that shapes that perspective that I think unfortunately Dallas misses out by you know by having you know the the open in on, on was it the north side I believe it is yeah um, you know for that here. So I think that's probably why for you it seems like that hey. It, the fans are all on you, but you know, for me, and I know SAFC Toyota field is not an MLS stadium, but I think that's why on our side, you know, it, it felt like a normal proper stadium, you know, that, that you would find, you know, most, most places throughout the United States or even overseas. Yeah. Right yeah. On, so. Well, yeah, I've, I've seen that happen. Like all the water bottles get thrown at stuff like Mexico games all the time. It might yeah, just be to still. the culture. Yeah, the culture. culture. Well, yeah, the culture. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I'm not trying that. to call out, you know, for culture or anything like that. But to me, it's something that if you know, as a podcast, as a fan of the game, you know, we want to we want to call out the great of the game, but we also want to part. Uh, to me, one of my main things on the podcast that I'm a part of. I want to be critical if there's something something that needs to be said about, you know, a fan action, whether it's San Antonio, Dallas, Houston, LAFC, wherever, you know, just to let them know that, hey, people are watching. Um, obviously, nobody got hurt, no, you know, no foul or anything along those lines. But why put yourself in that position? Yeah, yeah for, well, for, I mean, that kind of, expect? for that kind of conduct, what I was getting to over, like, at the Mexico games when they are here in, like, Houston and, and Arlington is – the cops will go up there and if they see you throwing something, they're going to kick you out of the game. Well, they should. They should. And you should get banned. My opinion. Yeah, there's no, there's no need for it. And by the way, like, so why would you want to throw your beer and, <laughs> and water? You want to throw $15 just like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's no problem in Q2, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. We all do dumb things um, at live events. <laughs> yeah. With a little bit of alcohol involved, right? Uh, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So LAFC, man, that's what you that's what you get from a fan base like them. Sorry, ass LA. But they win the championship. They're champs. Congratulations to you. Whatever. Uh, off season has started for the MLS. We're actually we have so much news and baggage for the MLS. I think that I think we'll just hold off because okay. that could be a whole another hour. <laughs> so uh, MVP though, Hani Mukhtar, he does get the MVP. And Driusi, uh snubbed my opinion. His mm. his. Uh, his contribution to Austin FC and where we finished last season to where we finished this season, you can't do that. You put Hani Mukhtar in the same position. Nashville finished, what, third in the East last year. Last year They finished uh, fourth in the in the West this year. Uh, you you got a team that surrounds you well. Drusi is at, at Nashville. 
same thing happens. But I don't think Austin finishes as high with Mukhtar here at, at uh, Austin. That's my opinion. Uh, I hear you over there, Harry. So what, what, you, what you think on, on the MVP? So it's not surprising he didn't win. What bothered me was the, the difference in the vote, um, just on how the Nashville player ran away with it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what bothered me. Um, a little disrespectful. I, I think Nashville, the, the player from Nashville, w- was deserving of it. He had a quality season, just like Darusi. And he um, ended he ended the season well, which was I think what leaned the vote more towards him. But because the UC was more quiet towards the end as well. But like to me, it was a 50 50. I don't I don't think you could have argued. I, I know you come from the Austin FC side, right? Here, and it, a 50 50 is fair. But how the vote went down from the national media. To me, I think goes back to the lack of respect towards Austin and what they accomplished this year. Um, and it'll to me, it'll be interesting to see. And this is why I asked you about the expectations up up front, because if Austin FC doesn't maintain this this level of, of the performance and they slide back, let's say they do what the Rapids do, um, have a great year, and then next year they suck again for a couple of years, and then they'll come up, have a good year, and suck again. So for me, and that's why I said the expectations for Austin has to be, hey, we're, you know, not saying you got to win it, but you got to make sure you're, you're, you're a playoff team next year mm-hmm. um, and, and, and be in that consistency. We've seen that from Houston, you know, where, where they'll have a good season. We've seen that from Dallas where they've had that, 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 that good season, but it's that consistency. And I think that's probably why it tilted a little bit more to Nashville because they've been – a they haven't been a great team, but they have been more consistent. And I know this is year two for Austin, so you know it's not really fair to them. But I think that's 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 where I think you know year two, year three, or year three, year four, year five for Austin FC, when it comes to these types of 50-50 votes, if you've got that consistency, you know, being there, hey, where you're a quality team year in year out, and then you have that special year like Brucey has, I think that helps put you over the edge. With let's be honest some of these uh, national sports writers aren't watching all the games. Let's just, let's just be honest with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a lot to watch. So let me ask you guys this and sunshine. I'll, I'll throw this one towards you. Do you think that Driussi can have a season like he had this season, next season, if he stays in Austin, <laughs> let's throw that in there too. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, that, Going back to the MVP, I think the only reason why Hanny Mukhtar won that was because of what he's been doing in the other seasons. And this is the first season that Darusi has has played like that. Well, because one, last year he, he went into the middle of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I think if if uh, Darusi has another season like this, which is repeatable, he's still young in his prime. And Austin can find a way to – Get, get him another one or two goals more than what he did this season, I think he can win it. But like I said, it I, I think it goes back to what Mukhtar did last season as well and this season combined. And w- when did they make that decision? Was it like right at the end of the season? The regular season. They had to vote at the end of the regular season. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I think even if Darusi may have just scored – or even like beat him out. Goal leader sheet. Yeah, for Golden Boot. Yeah, for Golden Boot. It 
I think they would have chosen Darusi, but I think it's what he did last year that really, um, you know, they said he didn't win it last year, but he's here again as one of the finalists. Let's give it to the, the most consistent player. Right on. Yeah. So I like your takes. Uh, do you see repeatable season, Harry? Uh, yeah. Well, of course. It depends what Austin FC builds around him. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, hopefully they build Striker. more depth and more talent uh, with that. But yeah, 100%. He's a quality player. Um, I don't, uh, you know, I don't think anybody thought Austin FC would make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, I think they're still, you know, I hate to say this as a San Antonio fan, they're still a work in progress. Um, but, you know, I, I think in order for them to take that next step, as we've seen with Houston and Dallas, is will Anthony Precourt pay the money to uh, build the proper roster? Or is this kind of where, where he will be, where he'll put a, a decent team out, but not necessarily a great team like LAFC along those lines. Um, but it also depends on, let's be honest, the, the, the academy system of Austin FC, are they going to be able to turn out a, a few uh, a few studs like the Union? Yeah, 10-4, man. I, I like those takes. Lucy, think that he can do it again. Like you guys say, he's still young, still in his prime, still got to hit his prime in my opinion. So he's just he's just trucking along. We we get some reinforcements. We get uh, a striker up there, and like you say, two or three more goals next season. It, I think that him and somebody another striker, you know, they could be competing for who has top score and for our team for Austin FC, which is what we need. We need some more competition with that goal scorer. But yeah, I, uh, I like it. CCL birth. It's actually 5:49 right now, 5:50. So in 10 minutes, I'll be able to find, let you guys know exactly who, because uh, they're doing the Champions League draw. So we'll be able to know then. Uh, Sunshine, do you know if Dallas has uh, qualified for the Champions League before? Champions League. Um, the Concacaf. No, I, it's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like you were talking about earlier, Harry, four competitions, man. That's that's kind of nerve wracking to me. And man, that's a lot of playing if we don't have depth. I, I understand having home, you know, having our season start early, and maybe the traveling they can go into it and all that. Who we could possibly play, but man. That's tough. We couldn't even do it in the U.S. Open Cup. <laughs> oh, to answer your question, yes, uh, they were semifinalists in 2016-2017. Who? Uh, Dallas? FC Dallas, yeah. yes. Yep, 2016-17, yep. Versus Pachuca. Oh, snap. Sunshine, you knew that, huh? Nah. No, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I'm, I'm fucking with you. If I knew that, uh, I would have said it a long time ago. <laughs> I know, obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> All right, so a um, little bit more news in the MLS. We got expansion draft happening this Friday, November 11th, for new club, new club coming in, St. Louis City Football Club, right? Yes. That's going to be your your favorite club now, Harry. <laughs> um. I have have a lot of friends, the Lilligans, uh, with uh, St. Louis FC. 
uh, RAP uh, uh, USL uh, St. Louis FC. Uh, I think there'll be there'll be a work in progress. Progress. I'll just uh, leave it at that. I'm not sure. I think they're going with the slow build, um, not not the Atlanta United mold uh, for that here, but. St. Louis is rich in soccer history, uh, so um, I think going there will be a, a special event with the Luligans, and I know the other supporter groups have popped up uh, with the MBN and MLS team. Um, so I do think the stadium that they have is, is going to be a nice stadium. It's downtown St. Louis, so um, if you're an Austin FC fan, FC Dallas, Houston Dynamo fan, if you get the opportunity to go, it is a drivable distance for a long weekend. Uh, I've made the trip. Um, and like I said here, there's a lot of fun things to do in St. Louis, and I think it'll be an entertaining game, but we will see how they build their roster out, right? Let's see. I mean, they already acquired Austin FC's Jared Stroud, so he is headed over there with uh, returning 100000 in GAM for us for 2023. And they've got some players uh, already uh, signed uh, previously from overseas, overseas players. I don't have the names, but I, I have followed uh, STL City's buildup. So um, I think, to me, I think they're going to be more of a Nashville type. Now the question is, is can they get, you know, a Walter Zimmerman uh, type trade, which I think really, you know, pushed uh, Nashville uh, that, that first year. Um, I don't know if any team's going to be giving up a, you know, that type of player anymore, but we'll see. Yeah, so Austin, Atlanta, D.C., LAFC, and New York City FC are all protected in this draft. So, uh, because they were, they gave players to Charlotte last year, so they're protected in this expansion draft. They have nothing to worry about. But yeah, St. Louis, they're going into the East, correct? I think they're going to the East. I'd have um, to look, but. I think they're going to the east. But anyways, no, I think they're going west. West. I know Nashville's going back to the east. That's why but... I think. That's why I think St. Louis City's going. Going. What uh, going west? Gotcha. I don't know. Well, you're looking it up, but let let me know. Um. So yeah, that's what I got for MLS. The. We got some. We got some news for Houston. We got got new new coach Ben Olsen. Um, got Kenny Bundy. They renewed. You want to touch on that real quick, Harry? Just real uh, quick. not yet. Can we? Uh, if we have to do a, a show later on this week, because I got to get going here. And I know, yeah, uh, Sunshine mentioned he's got to get going. Yeah, I'm for sure. And yes. practice. So, ten uh, four. So yeah, we'll we'll, t- we'll touch on that later. Um. This is PA announcer Jeremiah Gallegos for Austin FC. You're listening to the Texas Ring of Fire podcast. San Antonio, man. San Antonio. So, you yeah, St. Louis City was in, is in the West, yes. In the West? Yeah, barring MLS changing it, but yes. So, San Antonio FC, for those that don't know, um, especially if you don't follow me, why aren't you following me? Um, outside of my <laughs> bad takes during the game. Uh, where I got accused of not being um, not being a homer, which I'm yeah, like, you're well, a homer, the games, bro. During the games, I am 100% a homer, and yes, I will call out fouls <laughs> that I think that should have been called and not should have been called. Yeah, after games, a different story. I'm a little bit more level-headed, but during the game, yeah, it's you know, I'm sorry if I offend anybody, but uh, 
Uh, it was an interesting match uh, last night, Toyota Field, in front of a sellout crowd. And uh, if you want tickets to the USL Championship game, uh, you better get them now because uh, it's sold out or very close to selling out. I know there's been some issues with Ticketmaster on trying to get tickets for people. Uh, but they beat uh, Colorado Springs 2-0. Yeah, shout goal, out for the for getting me tickets for the final. A goal by uh, Captain Maloney. Um, the 23rd minutes, his first professional goal. Uh, so what a time to get it. And then Patino put the what a turn. What a turn by Maloney, man. That was a beautiful turn and finish. So, and what's crazy is San Antonio was without their two two best uh, DMs uh, with uh, PC uh, in the match against Oakland. Uh, broke three ribs and had a. Uh, uh, spleen that ruptured or was bloodied, I guess, is what they officially announced. And uh, rumor is is that uh, Abu, uh, the other starting DM for San Antonio, is out due to a, a lower leg injury. We'll just uh, list here. So uh, not bad with Maloney moving in uh, to the middle uh, for that here. Uh, but to me, it was an electric atmosphere. Um, Colorado Springs, you know, Good team, very offensive team, um, but in three matches against San Antonio this year, has not scored. Um, they'll face Louisville City uh, on Sunday night on ESPN2 uh, for that here. Uh, Louisville City will be going for their third star, um, has made the Eastern Conference Final in every year that they've been in the league, which I think is six or seven, maybe even more than that now. Dang. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're, they're a quality club. Um the the interesting stat here, what if I told you that San Antonio FC in back-to-back game completed around 50% of their passes and had less than 100 passes uh, completed accurately? Would you say they won or lost? Yeah, I would probably say they lost. Yeah, so they've uh, won both matches uh, by a difference of 5 nothing. So crazy as, crazy as that is, so. Wow. Stat-wise, uh, San Antonio has been catching some grief on it uh, for that here. Uh, let me see here for ball possessions. You know, so they, I want to ask you about that. Uh, uh-huh. Those red cards in the game. That well, there were no called. red cards. Yeah, they didn't get called. You think that the first one studs up was – I think that was a red card. I mean, his studs were up. I thought it was there, but then, it, you know, if you give him a yellow because it's the championship game, okay, that's fine. But then when Neblina goes into far and, and you know, kind of like the PK discussion that we had, you know, with mm-hmm. Austin FC, far sold it. Don't get me wrong, but you can't go into a goalkeeper. They're supposed to be protected. He was in his box. Um, should have been a second yellow for a red there. Um, to me, both of them could have been, um, I, you know, to balance it out there. I, I haven't watched, rewatched the game yet. Um there supposedly is a handball in the box that, you know, the Colorado Springs fans are talking about should have been a PK possible. I haven't, you know, not going to see either way, but the referee, I thought he did a good job. Um, despite if you follow me on, on social media, you know, like I said here, you know, is, you know, you're going to have that in high intense games and, you know, you know, I won't lie. I had a, a couple adult beverages and, you know, I w- I was pretty, uh, Pretty open with what I was saying. So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's no, all right. uh, so. Yeah, man. But. And then Christian, Christian Pirano. That's his name, right? Pirano? Yes. Uh-huh. 
that that guy, he's pretty good, man. Why isn't he a starter? He normally is. This is the first uh, game he hasn't started out in a while. Okay. Yeah, he's he's real good. So, but yeah, he's on loan from. Uh, well, he played with us 2019, and then he uh, went overseas to a team in Portugal, and was loaned back to us this year. Uh, but no, uh, Coach Marcino went with uh, three three big forwards up top with uh, Patino, uh, Sam Adinaran on loan from uh, Seattle Sounders. Um, Seattle, if you're uh, don't want to keep him, would love to have him, but you know he's he's got a lot of talent. He's going he's going to be resigned. And then Justin Dillon, you know, kind of that hold up big guy um, that played back a little bit. But to me, it was just a special night. And, yeah, I think, you know, for you, it's probably like when, when Austin beat Dallas uh, along those lines where, you know, it was a close game. You know, San Antonio got that early goal. But Colorado Springs never could break down the, the San Antonio defense. And I think that's what makes this team so, so different. And, and I think you guys saw that. In the Open Cup, San Antonio, to me, has an MLS-level type of defense. Now, I'm not saying that they can win, you know, consistently day in, day out in an MLS on a, on a, on a um, uh, you know, on a MLS schedule. But I think the talent that they have back there is, you know, MLS-level-ish to where on any given day they could shut down any team. And then Jordan Farr, um, you'd want to talk about somebody that's going places, uh, it wouldn't shock me if, if he's on an MLS bench uh, next year um, uh, for that here and, and possibly even competing for a, a starting spot. Yeah, and give me a little bit of history on uh, your coach and the, I guess, your titles in San Antonio. Because I see that in 2014 you guys won, but what, what league was that? It wasn't USL, right? No, NASL, the, the defunct. Well, I guess it's still alive because of the lawsuit by uh, – uh, Rocco Camiso, the Cosmos uh, owner, uh, that somehow has never ever been settled. What five, six years later, mm-hmm. um, went to what court of arbitration. So he, I don't know why they're sitting on it, but um, he sued uh, U.S. Soccer on how NS- NASL shut down. But yeah, 2014 um, was the best and worst year as a Scorpions fan uh, because you know Gord Hartman had purchased, uh, you know, had had brought. Brought him in. It was always about Morgan's Wonderland, his daughter, and, and the and the the, uh, the project that that is uh, for that here. So, but 2014 they won the NSAL uh, title. Uh, unfortunately, 2015 um, budget cuts, I guess you could say, because uh, they were planning on selling the team. It ended up being sold to SAFC. So, and. Uh, Fun, funny story about uh, Coach Marcina. Uh, take a guess where he was fired at. Uh, Aztecs? No. No, where was where, – like he was the San Antonio – it was the San Antonio Scorpions coach. Right. He was fired. Guess where they told him he was fired at? Uh, I don't know, the final game? No, at the airport as he got off at, in, the, in, the leg, in the baggage claim center. So he showed up for work pretty much and told him he was fired? Well, they returned back from their last away trip. <laughs> and Howard Cornfield uh, said, hey, pick up your bags. Don't come home. <laughs> so, but that's lower league soccer, I guess, right? So, okay. So, but how did he end up back coaching? Uh, well, he went from SAFC, I want to say to Rayo, Rayo Oklahoma, OKC. 
another NASL team that started up at that point uh-huh. um, that's also folded uh, for that here. Um, was brought in under Coach Powell. Uh, I want to say a year or two before um, he took the took the job. When he got hired, it was kind of split. And part of the reason why I, I'll admit I was kind of on the fence about it. I love Coach Marcina. You know, he's had the uh, he's he's got a good record. Um, he does uh, play an aggressive style, um, very physical, very attacking. Um, he doesn't care to have the ball. I mean, that's why you see the the 70-30 possession, 60-40 possession. He doesn't care. He just loves the the press and the counter um, along those lines. Very direct. But he's, you know, he um, he just he went from there, you know, went from Rayo. Um, once they folded, he went to Des Moines Menace of now what USL League 2 um, won a championship there. Came to San Antonio as an assistant coach under Coach Powell. Um, to me, he had almost two head coaches, and I think that was part of the problem. Um, you know, hearing afterwards is the there was the Coach Powell side of the team, and then the Coach Marcina side of the team. So uh, that year we missed the playoffs because um, the team didn't play well, and uh, Coach Marcina was interviewed when Coach Powell was let go, uh, and. What results three years in, uh, San Antonio has been in the playoffs all three years and went from an early round knockout to Mexico United to the Western Conference Finals losing in PKs last year to to be determined a Western Conference champion and the ability to host the uh, the Open Cup uh, or not the Open Cup, the USL Championship Finals. Yeah. And you think that he is potentially going to stay next season or is he going to move yeah. on to bigger things? I think he's all. This is going to be a discussion for another day. Is I think he's back next year because I don't think MLS looks at USL coaches the same way as other leagues do, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So it's first in the East versus first in the West this Sunday, 7 30, Toyota Field. ESPN 2, you said, correct? ESPN 2, the deuce. Nice. All right. Well, we're going. Like I said, shout out. Appreciate you uh, giving me some tickets. Me and Russell will be there. After his game, he has a game at four, so we're booking it right after his game. But Ooh, that's uh, gonna be tight. Nah, no worries, man. I'll, be, I'll get there in an hour and a half. We'll be there at six. <laughs> we'll be there at well, six. Well, how long you is fly, this? Oh, you... I guess how long is his game? His game is forty minutes. Okay, so because AJ's is an hour and a half. So no, 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 no. We're done before five. Yeah. So yeah, just uh, so you won't be able to do a lot of the tailgate. Gates will open at six uh, for it. Um, yeah, well, crowd. it's up in the air. If I can get a, if I can get a sub ref, I mean a sub coach, then <laughs> we're there earlier, obviously. So, but yeah, no, it'll be a fun time. I know. Uh, I've heard rumors that Louisville will be bringing uh, uh, some some good support down um, for that, especially for lower leagues. Uh, it'll be a sellout. So if you want to get tickets, don't wait. You know. And don't be that guy that buys a bunch of tickets and then tries to resell them for a profit, please. Um, that's not cool. Yeah, uh, right. But... <laughs> how, how much are they selling for right now? Uh, 3000 That's how much I paid for mine. I think most were, like, I got our tickets for, what, 18 bucks. There you go. behind the goal, and it's just one, one level. Of course, if you get the, the fancy seats, it's a little bit more than that. But I think um, – 
for standing room at the at the Western Conference was thirty bucks. So I think you're probably looking thirty forty dollars a ticket. To, you know, if you're not a season season ticket member. So yeah, I won't lie, San Antonio has raised the prices a little bit, just like everybody else. But it's still affordable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's affordable. Yeah, you, you know, like I said here, it's you know, it'll be a fun time. We'll see what the result will be. Um, it's supposed to be a little chilly. That's what I liked about it. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready for some cold, some cold soccer. When uh, when the Scorpions won, it was cold and wet. Ooh, all right. I'm just saying. <laughs> History loves to repeat itself, right? I, I will say I did kind of scout on running onto the field. Um, it might be a little <laughs> bit more challenging because there were the police dog. They had people in the, you know, there's little gates to get down. They had people already there for the Western Conference Finals. Two layers of security, so it'll be interesting to see how, if, if we're able to, uh, to storm the pitch if, if it does win. Um, I've already said uh, I won't be the first person on there, but uh, if there are people on there, my, I will be uh, making that trip over as well. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I'll see you Sunday, my friend. See ya. Sunshine, you got anything? Nope, that's it. Hey, I got to run, guys. Hope you have a wonderful evening. All right, man. We'll see you, Harry. All right. We'll see you, guys. Sunshine. Hey, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. thanks. I just want to thank everybody for listening, man. Uh, that's episode 28 of Text Ring of Fire. You know, moving and trucking along. Got Instagram. Follow us, Text Ring of Fire. Twitter, Text Ring of Fire. Tell your aunties, tell your deals, tell us all to take us out. Shout out to everyone that, you know, just keeps making this sport so amazing, man. The atmosphere at all these games. I'm your host, RB22. Hey, this is the Sunshine out of Dallas. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. All right, and Harry booked it. <laughs> Stay All right. Stay well, y'all have fun friends. in San Antonio, man. Let, let's see if uh, one of the Texas teams can get a, a trophy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hope so. That'd be fun to see. Yep. All right, bro. We'll see you. All right. We'll see you guys.